This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Welcome to Product Coffee. I'm joined by Jason and Ryan from Work It today. Uh, we're going to be chatting with them about their journey on how they started Work It, what it is, and, and kind of go into a lot of fun uh, different uh, journeys together. So good, good to be here. Thanks for having us, Kevin. Good to be here. Thanks so much for setting it up for us. Great. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, let's let's just go into a, a, just a brief round of introductions. Think about your elevator pitch and how we can uh, um, share share our product coffee listeners uh, who you all are and, and what you're here to uh, talk about. So, uh, Ryan, why don't we kick it off to you and we'll end on Jason. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again for having us. Um, hey, everyone listening in. My name is Ryan Sears. I'm the head of uh, growth at Orchid and one of the first members to join Jason Kavanaugh and just taking this off. And so it's just been a really cool experience getting to kick off the first cohort last year. And we're just in the ramp up stage to just kick off the next cohort that we have going on here. And just, you know, happy to talk about the experiences that I've had and happy to just see where the conversation goes. And uh, I'm Jason Kavner. Nice to meet everybody out there. I'm a serial entrepreneur, which is a different way of saying I've hacked together my career piece by piece. And uh, work it's basically a uh, organization built to help people realize their potential. Uh, work is the place we spend most of our time. And so we look at that through the dimension of work and how to grow um, month over month, year over year in community with others. Um, we started in Colorado uh, with with product managers and We'll dive into what we've learned so far, I guess, on this show here. Yeah, thank you all. So, yeah, let's let's start from the very beginning. Um, I mean, I, I love, I love. Uh, you guys reached out to me. You, you kind of talked that our missions are essentially aligned. You know, we're trying to level up individuals, and we, we care uh, passionately about the product space. And um, you guys have found this niche within product today. Um, and you kind of applying some of those general themes. So what, what kind of, how did you start the business? How did you start like thinking of the idea or kicking it off? Like give us like that first. Yeah. yeah. Insight into it. Yeah. So I had a chance, um, good fortune to run a thing called JFF lab. So we were covering workforce innovation for a couple of years, um, kind of at a national level, international level. And also it was a entrepreneur in residence for TechStars workforce program. So just, at the cutting edge of kind of like learning and, and, and work. And the fun thing about Techstars um, is, is the dynamic of the accelerator itself. You see peer learning happening in real time. You see the power of mentors. You see the power of connections and entrepreneurship, but especially being an accelerator is a crucible for, for growth on, on every level. And for me, I, I knew that 
there needs to be a better way of uh, adult learning in general, right? But it really hits the road at sort of like the tip of the tip of the spear, which typically are founders and product leaders in fast growing early stage companies. And so part of it was just kind of a start with what you have, where you are dynamic, which I would recommend anybody starting a company, like look for the raw materials right in front of you and just get to work. We, we were in, I was in Colorado because of COVID, which is where I'm from and, and had family there. I wanted to build community uh, in a place that I'd never been before. And I knew I could sort of be of value to product managers and, and vice versa. They could be of value to our company. I was looking for, as you want to do in, in early days, customers who are going to be your biggest champion and also your biggest critic. And you know, you put on a you talk to PMs and they're able to dissect everything about what you're doing in 2.2 seconds, but also like very clearly articulate and thin slice for you why it does and doesn't work. And so we targeted product managers in Colorado for that reason. And I asked Ryan, who was working with us at Techstars at the time, if he'd be willing to uh, join me to, to do this. And he, he uh, got to work on building this, this great community that we've got going. Love it. And then what, what caused you to, uh, why, why Techstars initially? Yeah, I think, well, there's re- there's many reasons. Uh, so Techstars, you know, I, Brad Feld and, and David Cohen were both um, investors in my last company. And um, they have this amazing philosophy of, of give first, where you show up and you look for ways you can contribute and you assume that the value will show back up to you. And um, on two dimensions, those guys gave first in my life. Uh, on one, they invested in a company that didn't turn out as financially well as it should have. Uh, and I wanted to reciprocate that value back to something they created. But but also Techstars, you know, itself as an ecosystem has a, has a powerful set of network effects baked into it. And um, I really felt like if I pulled up a seat at the table and could, could give first, that there's nothing but like good things that will show up later. And so um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of things in the accelerator world we could look at, you know, whether it's YC, this, that, and the other. But what's really special about Techstars is the culture that they've built and sort of how it goes about supporting entrepreneurs and in turn, how those entrepreneurs support each other. Love that. Yeah. And then Ryan, how did you find Jason? Did you find each other there? From Dexstars.net. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, excuse me, I was still based in Canada at that point and Techstars just had an opportunity and it was in the workforce space, which is the space that I really wanted to kind of venture off into and having met all the different companies in there, having been able to kind of learn firsthand um, the dynamics within the education space and dynamics within the workforce space. I just really started enjoying the work that we were doing. And I got to meet Jason because he was one of the entrepreneurs in, in residence there. And as soon as the experience ended with uh, Techstars, he asked if, uh, you know, it could be a cool thing that we could kick off. And from there, we started meeting with a ton of different product managers and really got to understand how ambiguous the role was in terms of it's very different in each company product manager in one company could be a senior product manager in a different company. And we just thought that this is a really cool role for us to try to um, come in and try to shape up uh, mm. sort of helping people grow their careers. So, so you, you guys found this customer essentially with this ambiguity, this problem that they were struggling with, maybe that's career ambition or, or, you know, lack of understanding what to take next in your career, how to level up. Um, and then you, you kind of like, how could we potentially build a product or a company around helping them achieve their goals, which then probably spiraled out into other things. Is that the right way to think about how you approached it? Yeah, I think, um, like actually 
another piece that's core Kevin for me is, is after I was a founder, you, you see a lot of founders actually do this. You go through this kind of like I jokingly refer to it as your eat, pray, love chapter. But I, um, you know, I went through a whole personal growth exploration and mm. found myself in my mid thirties, pulling my hair out. Like, why did nobody teach me these aspects of being a human? Like, why did I not have my gifts and my talents reflected to me? Why, why was I taught so many things, but I didn't actually know how to take myself to the next level at the very time I needed it. My team needed it. My investors needed it. And so um, it was a desire to bring that into the context of work, because that's where, like I said before, a majority of your aspirations and a majority of your time and energy go and and, and are played out. And so uh, we picked product, like I said, because from my perspective, they're the CEO of the company when the CEO is not there. You know, you're you're adjudicating as a product manager everything from past to future, um, top to bottom, across functions, right? You're trying to like understand the market. And so it is a crucible for growth when you're a product manager. That also makes it a very lonely job. And I felt like if we could reach into that ecosystem, provide connectivity, clarity, and and growth opportunities for product managers, we'd have something really important. Love that. So what the the what was the initial product idea or business model that you you all pursued when you started the business? You know, we we're still working on the basically like uh, what I would call like V two of of the product. We we broke ground with the hypothesis that we would do something uh, very similar to an accelerator model where you come in and you get eight weeks of curriculum. Uh, what we got wrong uh, initially, we were thinking these might be people in product who are figuring out how to take their career to the next level, perhaps not in the job that they were in. And that was a lot about my past experience, but we ended up finding really strong alignment with people who are in a role that they actually are excited about. They really wanted to take themselves and their teams to the next level, or they were ready to go to the next level, even at another company. And like that became the customer set. This usually happens for, for folks that have somewhere, you know, years is not a good barometer, but people have enough professional experience, you know, they're three to five years into their career or more. They've been on teams. They've seen some archetypes of people they admire. They're starting to calculate like, what's next for me? How do I start scaling myself? What's, how do I grow? And so those are the, those are the product managers we found people sort of in their late twenties, early thirties, people who are on teams, maybe ready to step into leadership or people who are leaders. And they're like, man, I don't know if I want to go down the IC track from here, or if I want to continue to scale and what does that look like for me sustainably? And so it's been some amazing use cases, but that was our hypothesis. We did something that I recommend everybody do just build while you, you know, ship and build this, you know, ship and build and iterate at the same time. Like, um, and so, and listen to customers and just, you know, iterate quickly. So week over week, we were gathering feedback from this first cohort and just integrating it into our offering the next week. And we were gathering feedback on every component. Like we loved this ex- exercise. We hated this. We need this and you're not doing it yet. And just patterns emerge that sort of have now informed what I would call V2. And I think yeah. that... So I was just going to add that the really cool thing about working with product managers is that they understand the need to ask for feedback and they understand the need to co-create. So that was one of the main principles that we had from the very beginning is that we're starting this thing and we want to build it together. We want to co-create this experience with the product managers and everyone was super receptive to that. So it's literally week over week where as we're, as we're learning, we're building, we're delivering, and it's just this never-ending cycle, um, which turned out to be a pretty cool learning experience overall. There's a there's a fun theme along those lines of co-creation that's worth kind of exploring for some some of your audience, Kevin, which is 
this idea of community as a product, um, especially as we move into Web3 and so on and so forth. Alexis Ohanian at 776 Ventures down in Miami talks about this a lot. Um, but community is going to be a core competitive advantage for some companies. And so you are, in fact, co-creating when community is a big piece of or, or a significant part of your product. And so um, I think this, this sort of like early discipline is going to be really important to our long-term success. Uh, in addition to probably something you see more and more uh, inside and outside of companies. I love that. I love that approach. So so talk to me more about the infrastructure you all set up to be able to have these co-creation sessions. What what was the, was it, you know, um, paper prototypes? Were you guys diagramming together? Were you just interviewing or did you have something tangible you were kind of, you know, working with developers on and then turning it around quickly or... Yeah, Ryan, you want to like? talk about a few of those things? I'm happy to happy, happy to talk about that. So we <laughs> have so far not worked with any developers. We've just the tool stack that we're using is a mix of basically no code um, and just stacking every type of uh, tools together. So we have you know Notion, um, Slack, and Zoom as the main kind of fundamental pillars. And through those three channels, we've been able to deliver the first cohort. And so um, so far, you know, as fellows come in. The main community channel that they're using is Slack. Be able to share ideas, be able to communicate from that um, in terms of profiles, in terms of directories, we're using Notion. And then everything else is just happening in Zoom. And then, of course, the, the power of just being in the same community in the same region, we're also able to meet in, in person in real okay. life. So we've we've been trying to <clears throat> excuse me, we've been trying to do as many different uh, social events as, as possible. But so far, obviously, because of COVID and everything, we just couldn't. But Tool stack wise, uh, it's just a few tools that we've been able to use. And in future, you know, we're hopeful to try to see what else we can do with uh, just custom code stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a few other tools I'd add to that that have been helpful. So Mural, we use Mural to kind of design. We do emergent learning. So when the, what does the group most urgently want to talk about? It? And so we use Mural as a way to surface that and prioritize it, bucket it, theme it, and then make, make decisions and vote as, as a group. We also use, um, you know, in Zoom, we use the survey function to see what's hitting and what's not in a real-time basis, which a lot of the new, like, more learning platforms have great features in that in that direction. And then, of course, like, you know, your typical type forms and everything else. Surveying is huge when you're co-creating. You just need to put your finger on the pulse of, of sentiment at all times. Yeah. And the last one that I would add would be Loom because product managers are really busy people right? Full-time jobs, full-time families, full-time social life. And what we found was the power of asynchronous work, where if you have a question, you could share Loom with the community and you get Loom responses back, um, where you don't have to think for a certain period of, period of time. And so Loom has just been pretty fundamental as well. That's awesome. What about, so tell me more about like the uh, business tools you all use? Like, do you use anything or, or do you not in terms of like, you know, processing credit cards or being able to charge or, you know, what does that look like? Yeah. We have Stripe on the back end. Uh, Ryan, what's the, I just, uh, yeah. Was I just spent, to pay you as a contractor? I just, so just speaking of Stripe, I just spent two hours with Stripe customer service to try to figure out why a coupon wasn't working. So in terms of payment, it is Stripe. And then in terms of employees, we use a service called remote. Um, was it remote? You said remote, remote. I think remote.io, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 
Nice. And, and then, for anyone and then, that's managing like large 1099 <laughs> workforces, really recommend uh, Liquid. Um, it's powered by liquid.com. They've spent their entire time kind of crunching on that problem. Interesting. Yeah. And then a few additional tools we're looking at for the future is once Mighty Networks, which is more tool centered mm-hmm. around community building, because Slack is great for business communication, very mm-hmm. transactional conversations. But communities that actually need to grow need better infrastructure. And so Mighty Networks might be one of the ones that people are considering. And then intros.ai is another one where it just automates the back end of people getting to meet each other within a bigger community. And you so said, what was that? Sorry. Intros.ai. Intros. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Intros.ai or um, I think there's another one called Meetsy that we're considering. And so the cool thing is that with the no-code movement, there's just so many opportunities. Yeah. So, no, I mean, this is great. I mean, talk yeah. about like, you know, prototyping and testing as a product manager and, and validation, validating solutions and opportunities. But what you've stood up here is is just incredible. So I think that's, it's a good opportunity to to share with others that, hey, you don't need a developer and a team to go and, and do some of this pre-work, right? Or this not, not necessarily pre-work, but you could stand up a business doing this. I mean, you've been able to prove this, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. Go. I was just going to say, like, it's funny because, um, you know, last venture that I did, you had to raise venture money to go and build things and like, you know, spin up AWS instances, the whole deal. And I, I went to raise around for this company, you know, and, and I had a few friends of mine who were, who were in the venture community, like, why don't you just low code, no code this and prove out the model before you even raise. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that was a completely new paradigm. I had spent too much time outside of tech in, in workforce. And so, um, my, I'm just, my hair is on fire to the degree I have hair left for low code, no code. And, um, you know, I'm, I actually think we ought to share everything that we've used Ryan, but also all the things we've evaluated, um, and, and sort of like what we're also seeing on the cutting edge. I, there's a, there's an app called volley. I'm really excited about now, which is sort of like asynchronous video only, like it's Slack video only. Um, but powerful because you can do closed groups, open groups. So it's sort of half being a publisher, half being a team manager. And it's, I'm really convinced that on the leading edge of the future of work, the knowledge that you're sharing with your colleagues is just going to be something you're going to want to open source at all times to an entire ecosystem uh, where learning and doing are one and the same. And, and Love that. Uh, yeah. So I, I see a very similar trend of this like 1099 workforce or this kind of entrepreneurial driven individuals where you're kind of working for yourself and doing these kind of things. Is that, it, tell me more about what you've seen there. Like what yeah. are your, uh, yeah, what's, what's the future of that look like? Yeah. I mean, I think like it's, it's inarguable unless um, what I would refer to as like draconian policy is put in place uh, that most people want um, freedom of, of, uh, expression, freedom of, uh, work, freedom, like almost liquidity and, and plasticity of like where and how they work. Right. Um, so it's only a matter of time until like APIs, infrastructure tools are in place to really do that at at scale. Um, in our community itself, some of our mentors who are, you know, prolific, these are not your average mentors. These are people who are running like major product organizations at major companies have a desire to also be creatives or creators, right? To, to freelance and share their knowledge, share their time um, and make that very seamless and easy. Some of our fellows um, in, in the cohort, you know, they side hustle, they like um, 
you know, one, one member in our cohort is actually going to facilitate our next cohort, uh, like, you know, and, and help out, you know, as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, as far as your question that I think, I think the future is very much, um, a hybrid model where people could be FTEs, but they're going to ensure carve outs to be able to do something on the side. If not the, the entire employer employee relationship changes where employers are much more like, guarantors of income and then they're lending you out to other projects that aren't directly mm. related to the company and um that's a pretty radical future it's probably not going to hit for several years but it's in play i mean there was a really great textiles company in this batch called Rollshare for people who uh you know want to work part-time for example um so like could could a company set up infrastructure to take what might be a one fte role like a product manager and actually split it between two or three people um, mm. and so you got all, you know, you got people wanting to fractionalize their time and the UDC company starting to fractionalize roles and, um, it's going to be a wild world. I love that. Yeah. This is, I mean, it, it's great stuff. So, so tell me like in this new world, how do you, how do you build a company then? Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Um, in 2016, I think it was Accenture published a blog post that speculated that, a a fortune, I think it was a fortune 500 company would be built with 200 or less employees by like 2030. Right. Um, you know, it's like software APIs like this. So you look at like, no, you squint and you see like no code, low code stuff. You're, we're gluing things together. You see the 1099 economy of people pouring in and out of things. You look at a company like like GitLab is a fascinating company. Um, Scott Williamson is the chief product officer there. Uh, here in Colorado, one of our mentors, but they work async um, all the time. They're distributed fully. There's no offices. Um, everything is, you know, truly like in a Git. Like you can, you can see you got repos everywhere. You can see who's doing what, who's contributing where on everything from code, but also like engineering and even management decisions. And they they pride themselves on being an open company. So I think you start gluing together like open building in public with low code, no code with, you know, 1099. And, and, and so then you go, okay, well, what, what glues these companies together for real? It's what should glue them together, right? It's vision values and what makes uh, work a very human experience. And that's, that's two dimensional, right? That's how work happens between you and your colleagues. So there's an entire cultural piece that's super important to get right in the future of work. And then there's another thing that's like how you're growing your people as individuals, which is like, I think where those two dimensions are where we're really focused on at work. You know, it's, it's the, the combination of like personal development and how that transforms how teams work. And there's science, art, and, and tech that kind of live at that, at that intersection. I love it. Um, I, I love the view here as well. So Jason, you said you wanted to uh, uh, workshop a little bit with me. Um, so, so use me as a guinea pig. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's most fun when you can see the work kind of rubber meet the road, right? So at work here, we talk about like clarity, connection, and growth as things that we're looking to facilitate. So um, I thought it would be fun, Kevin, to kind of explore with you for everybody, just kind of like your own personal growth pathways. And we're, we won't do like a bunch you know, here, but, um, just like on the clarity side, right. You start there and it's like curiosity around like how well you know yourself. So mm. at the most baseline level, right. Like we have personal insights. Like, have you done your Enneagram before? Oh yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. What are you? Stuff. I've done so many things. Um, I, I can't recall the Enneagram one. Um, is this the, is this the value? Like the number one? Yeah. You basically get like a number one through nine. Yeah. And, and oh, so, let me see. I think I'm a seven. Oh shoot. Give me one second. I have it. Well, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, give me another one. So then you maybe yeah. done your strength finders. Oh, yeah. I'm a three. Sorry. Thank you. I'm a three. Oh, you're Enneagram three. So you're an achiever. Yes. Amazing. I'm, okay. But I'm like a three and then there's like a sub something. Yeah. So and there's like mean to the it. Top. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm like maybe a three, seven or th- yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So like for those of, for the people who are listening here, if you like search Enneagram three, you'll That's see great. kind of a readout on Kevin. So like if you were to, if you were to like read up on Kevin and, and, and interact or even better, if you're a colleague of Kevin's, you can, you can give feedback in a more contextualized way. So it moves from like, Hey, Kevin, you're messing up this thing or Hey, Kevin, you're nailing this thing to, I really liked when you did this because it really leans into your strength over here. Or, Hey, I noticed that you showed up in this way and it it puts you on the map with your Enneagram three, kind of like below your normal operating capability. So it's like kind of beneath you in many ways. Right. And what, what's cool about like personal insights is if you, if you're able to know them for yourself, you can obviously constantly check in on your work, but it gives language and frameworks to your colleagues to give you feedback that is aligned with your best self with your growth. So Enneagram strengths finders, um, you know, three sixties get way more interesting if they're in, if they're in attunement with your, your, your strengths. Right. Um, So like on Achiever, which is interesting, um, you know, probably one of the things you're, you're already doing it, you're, you're platforming yourself, but like leaning into being seen more, right? So like mm-hmm. now, so here's a fun thing. If we're pushing hard into your, your Enneagram 3 as an Achiever, what's on the roadmap for you that your listeners might not even know about that you, you aspire towards? Mm, that I aspire towards. <laughs> Like what might be on your roadmap or vision for yourself that would be a growth area for you, but that leans into your, your achiever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always wanted to start my own business. That's why I'm interviewing you all so I can understand how you did it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely plan to do that within the next 12 to 24. So, um, I've had, I have some concepts, ideas, but, um, you know, similar reasons. I want to push myself. I want to learn. I also want to, you know, all the, the, uh, 1099 kind of concept of just being able to do it yourself and, and be flexible. I'd love to explore that. And, um, you know, I, yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's something perfect. top of mind. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Awesome. So then you go to start your own company, right? There's mm-hmm. the connection becomes important, right? So we talk about connection mm-hmm. in lots of different ways. Like, do you have a personal advisory board currently? Like people that you sat, like you trust and it's an explicit relationship, like on a recurring basis, you're checking in with them for advice. I do. Yes. Um, you know, built mentors up over the years that we, you know, I, I bring on, um, at, at other organizations, I've had executive coaches that I still maintain relationships with. Um, so it's a variety of kind of like those reoccurring mentors for me, but then uh, more of the, I also do kind of like a paid consultancy sometimes as well. So I've been exploring like Robbie Med has done this new thing called scale higher, which yeah. I really like. So I started, uh, exploring that. Amy Young was my uh, advisor there and I'm still kind of chatting with her. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So this is right. For those who are listening that don't currently have like this infrastructure around you, make sure like personal advisory board, mentor network, um, peer learning pods. There are things that we, we, we set up just so our members can learn how to learn. Right. Like broadly speaking, we have a society that teaches you how to do stuff 
Sometimes you're lucky. You learn how to learn. Rarely do you learn how to be who you are. Right. And so like, we try to create this framework on clarity, like let us show you more about who you are uh, through frameworks, tools, and feedback. Let us teach you how to learn how to learn through advisors, through, through, through mentors, through peer learning groups. Um, and of course, learning how to do is a, is a one component of growth, but um, you also that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast, right? This is a very similar alignment. So yeah, I mean, we, we were kind of a part of toxic cult product culture. We wanted to change the story. We wanted to build those people that are doing it well together and start thinking creatively and make it more fun. Right. I think, you know, I guess it depends on how you like to learn, but uh, yeah, we wanted it more interactive, a better, better level up culture, but yeah. Well, and you know, and so like in the clarity connection growth, first of all, thank you for creating community. We, have, we need more of it than ever before, right? Um, for creating space for people to learn. And then on the growth side, you know, um, there's different dimensions. You mentioned a toxic product culture. Um, we're whole humans. And so like very rarely do we have opportunities to look at um, the holistic self at work. So, you know, ideally we'll be bringing in curriculum from things like personal leadership, we call it, like how to lead yourself well, balance, structures, boundaries, um, mindfulness, the, the traditional things you think about when you think about wellness, I think those things translate into reducing toxic cultures in, as they show up inside of companies. And, um, on, on, on you, like a company, do you, have you identified the idea yet? Just out of curiosity? Uh, yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll share it another time after it's in the public, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think like, as you, it's really cool that you now know what's on the horizon for you, right? Oh, it's taken, but it's taken a while. I think that to your point, another input that if you guys aren't already doing that, I would encourage to think about even our listeners is, is dive deeper into yourself, uh, um, evaluation and, and knowledge of the, if, if you're, if you're like me and you love that kind of stuff, and I'm sure that, you know, that, that, uh, Jason is similar and Ryan is similar, but, um, you're, you're kind of doing these quizzes, you're understanding psychologically dive in as well. Like I would encourage that talk therapy is great um even uh psychiatric evaluation or that uh psychologist is really helpful i i found out from myself not not only from the enneagram um if i'm pronouncing that right uh, enneagram uh study and, and learning more about myself in that discovery process i found out that i actually have adhd that i've realized that within the last year so that was just like oh wow now now i have this whole other dimension of definition of how my brain works and how i operate within and how i learn to, to your point right and so that's just it's it's helped me along the way, just get better and better as I start to uncover more things about myself at that moment in time. But it, it changes too. And, you know, you learn it as you grow. And I think that there's all sorts of resources and, and to, to learn more that, that help you uncover that and just don't, don't stay with the status quo, right? Like try to understand yourself better. That's a really cool anecdote story. And I think, you know, kind of wrapping up the work at piece of it is it's, you know, growth and guidance go hand in hand. And a lot of times people are out there trying to grow and put these pieces together without frameworks, without guidance, without recommendations, without understanding how like one dot connects to the other dot. Right. And um, I think ultimately if we're successful, we'll give people guided pathways to growth and, and connect those dots for people. So I love that. Um, yeah. Well, thank you all for uh, uh, sharing that and walking me through the exercise there. I would, I would encourage y'all to, to check out work it and, if we were to leave our listeners with one bit of homework for this next week as they're listening to this, 
um, it, it can be promotional. I'll, I'll leave you at that. Um, what, what homework, uh, from what we've talked about today, could they put in action this week? Yeah, I think there, there are two things. So Ryan, I'll let you talk about applications. We're also, but, but everyone has permission to email Ryan, Ryan at work at work and request the work at assessment just to see the questions that you might ask yourself on the dimensions of clarity connection and growth, um, see how you're stacking up, see if those questions raise more questions for you. Um, if they do, you know, our work at fellowship, which Ryan, you can, you can tell people about is, is kicking off in April. And we would love to, uh, at least, you know, see your application. It's going to be a pretty select group. We want everybody there to be intense about leveling themselves up and contributing to others in community, but, uh, applications are open. So Ryan, why don't you tell everybody about that piece? Yeah, for sure. So applications, close March 21st, which is just about a week from, from today. And so um, if what we've spoken about today resonates, and if you're interested to learn more about the uh, scorecard that we have just on clarity connection and growth, again, happy for, uh, just send me an email at ryan at workit.com. And I'll share that with you. And then if everything uh, makes sense and you're willing to learn more, I'd be happy to just sit down with anyone and just have a, a broader chat. And then again, if, uh, if, if there's space to learn more, the application is open right now. So um, feel free to apply and then kick off the cohort April 4th. The final thing is for those of you who are not following Kevin on LinkedIn, hit follow because he's going to be launching a business in the next 18 months. So I'll, uh, let's all sign up to, to hear what's next. Love it. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be a part of the cohort with WorkIt. I'm going to be exploring that with you all. So um, yeah, if you, if you want to get that one-on-one mentorship or what, what you guys have in store for me, I'm, I'm going to learn, uh, and go on this journey with y'all. So thank you for having me. Yeah. And, uh, if you're interested in working with me in that capacity, go sign up. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you both for t- spending this time, uh, and, and chatting about this with me. And, uh, um, you know, it looks like we finished up our coffee, so go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me, Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.